Hello, and welcome to the Mind Fitness Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Ursh, and my role as your mentor is to help fuel, feed, and grow your brain to enable you to live your best life. That's right, I want to help you create your life by design. As the owner of New Zealand's longest running women's gym and health and wellness coach for over 22 years, I've had the privilege of helping thousands of women transform their bodies. And what I've learned is the key to all success starts with transforming your thinking. My mission for this podcast is to enlighten and brighten your day. Hey, 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 it's episode 51 and today, We're going to jump straight into, are you beating yourself up and how to stop that shit? Now, how do you know if you're beating yourself up? That's a really good question. A quote by Gail Goodwin says, beating yourself up is like trying to get out of a hole while digging it deeper. So what do you think about that quote, Sam? What does it mean to you? Yeah, it just means that um, giving yourself a hard time trying to get out of a situation and at the same time giving yourself such a hard time that you're not good enough at it, you didn't do a good enough job, that you um, always always belittle yourself. Like instead of other people telling you you're crap, you tell yourself you're crap at it so mm. that you can never, even though you're trying to do something, change, change a situation or um, change direction or improve yourself, you're constantly giving yourself a really hard time and which makes it really difficult to actually get out of the hole that you're trying to dig. Absolutely. And what we experience most of the time is, you know, we've we've always been about women and empowering women for the past 20, 25 years. And one of the things that we see is the amount of negative talk and self-talk that these women are saying to each other. So they're constantly beating themselves up unconsciously so they don't realize the language that they're using and the tone in which they're using it and therefore not only are they not making progress but they're actually digging themselves a hole and making it even bigger and deeper than the current situation that they're in and what I mean by that is is I'm going to use an example of health and we've just been discussing this in my ultimate you group tonight and I thought oh this is exactly what's inspired me to do the podcast tonight and we're talking about you know, our health and our well-being. And as women, we think that we need to be a certain person. So we in, we tend to put other people's needs before our own. And what happens then is we're no longer looking out for our own needs. We're not honoring our values. We're be, uh, uh, it's more about people pleasing. And so when we're not achieving our health goals, that could be our sleep goals, that could be our nutrition goals, that could be our... Um, our meditation goals, our gratitude goals, it could be our uh, exercise goals. When we feel that we are not achieving the things that we think or that we have committed to, right, we start beating ourselves up when we don't do them. And when we start to beat ourselves up, this has a huge impact on our growth, or should I say our lack of growth, because we spend most of our time focused on the things that we're not doing as opposed to the things that we are doing. And that leaves us feeling really frustrated, really, um, in my case, sometimes aggressive, um, pissed off with myself, mad at myself. And maybe you can relate to that. 
And if you're the type of person that feels a little bit stuck or frustrated, or you're aware that you're not achieving the goals at the potential that you know that you can, then this podcast is for you. Because what we're going to address is where are you beating yourself up? Why are you beating yourself up? And then we're going to teach you some strategies on how you can stop doing that shit because it's not serving you, it's not serving the greater community, and it's certainly not serving the best version of yourself that you're wanting to become. And once we have those strategies, that means that you're going to be able to start applying those very three simple strategies so that you can start feeling a little bit more fulfilled less frustrated, you can have more happiness, more joy, and you can start building your trust bank back up, like filling up that tank so that you can feel more confident, and then you can still give back to the people that you love, but most importantly, you can start giving back to you. So let's have a look at what does like beating yourself up really mean, and where does it come from? So Bullying yourself or beating yourself up is actually a lack of compassion and a lack of kindness towards oneself. And it is often engineered by painful childhood experiences that left a child with emotional scars. So put your hand up if your childhood wasn't perfect. Like put your hand up if everything didn't go the way that you thought it would. Put your hand up if you think that there were some things in your childhood that you're still holding on to that's having an impact on your life today. Like maybe your parents were drinkers, maybe your parents were smokers, maybe your parents worked full time, maybe your parents stayed home. You name it. Every single person on the planet is going to have some form of emotional scar, even if the parents were perfect. Like, do you get that? Even if the parents were perfect. So I'm curious. Do you tend to be kind and compassionate towards others, but actually have difficulties in showing kindness to yourself? Do you find yourself being too critical about yourself in some areas, and then you beat yourself up for not being able to quiet that inner critic? Are you that friend that can sit there and listen to a friend and tell them that, you know, they're wonderful and don't talk to yourself like that? And do you know all these amazing things about you and make them feel better? You, you struggle to even see one good thing in yourself and you're way harsher on yourself than your friends were to themselves in that situation. Yet you just can't find the compassion within yourself to give yourself that same pep talk. Well, maybe you're an extremely high achiever and you have a to-do list that's like an arm length long. And at the end of the day, you've smashed out five or ten lists or ten tasks on that list but you're really focusing on the things that you didn't achieve perhaps that's you or maybe the person that does 10 uh, did 10 things nine of them were absolutely phenomenal but one of them was just partly you know above average but you're not happy because you're a perfectionist and everything had to be perfect and if there was one thing out of step that's it the whole thing is a disaster i think that's been me sam was that, were you just trying to be subtle there? No, never. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you can relate to that. And if you can, I want you to know that, you know, you're not alone. This is a really common thing that we see time and time again, is that we spend time and energy focus on things that we're not achieving. We're focusing our, um, in, well, we're focusing all our energy into other people 
and therefore we start beating ourselves up, which reduces it reduces our self-esteem. It makes us feel like we are not worthy. It also means that we're living in frustrated land instead of fulfillment land because we're giving, 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 right? And remember, we've spoken about this before. When, when the glass is half full or half empty, we've got to always give from a full cup. And when we are too busy spending energy on beating ourselves up, we're draining our battery and we're emptying our cup. So we're not serving ourselves, we're not serving our families, we're not serving the community, and we're certainly not able to give back to our businesses. So when we look at where this emotional trauma may have started, right? And for some people and lots of us, we may have grown up in a family where the expectation was extremely high. And this is a no fault to any parents out there because, you know, our parents are, if we adopt the attitude that our parents have just done the best that they could with the tools that they have, if we just go back, you know, 30, 40, 50 years and what were their parents like? They were, they were um, basically in survival mode. So it was all about, you know, making stuff happen. We were, our response to danger back then was fight or flight or freeze. And it was important to succeed, at all the little things. So perhaps you grew up in a family where your parents, where you had a report card as a child and you took the report card home and your parents turned around and you might have got a, a B or a C or you may have even got an A on your report and your parent turned around or your parents or your uh, caregiver turned around and said to you, why didn't you get an A or why didn't you get an A plus? So they're projecting their successes onto you or their failures onto you simply by uh, saying something along the lines of, why didn't you do this? So when you've done something that's really awesome, your parents were not able to celebrate you because they were never celebrated growing up. So their focus is on what you're not doing and they highlight what you're not doing, which then becomes a behavior for you. You then learn from your parents. Your parents are always constantly trying to challenge or grow you. They're highlighting the things that you don't do. So that behavior becomes normal. And maybe at school, I mean, if you look at the school system, the way it works, or especially when, um, you know, 20, 10, 20 years ago, the way it was working was basically, unless you were the top of the class, you were always told that you needed to do more study, you need to improve, you know, you know, like you, you get marks, you get scored down because you didn't do as well as somebody else. So they also at school, it's always highlighted what you did wrong, what you weren't getting right versus what you were doing well. I mean, I can think of many, many teachers that all they focused on is everything you did wrong, 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 you did badly, you got this wrong, you got this wrong, you need to study harder, you need to do more. Whereas very seldom do you come across a teacher that actually celebrates what you do right and what you've done so well. Can you imagine being in a classroom where a teacher actually would celebrate what you're getting right? Would that not want you, make you want to get more things right? Rather than, oh, with everything, I always get it wrong anyway, so you know, what's the point in even trying because I'm just going to get told off. And then you set yourself up for these unrealistic expectations of having to get everything right because if you don't get it right, then it's wrong. And so we start beating ourselves up. Yeah. Or we you're start wrong. beating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like it's wrong. You're not wrong. Mm. You know, you may not have got that answer correct. It doesn't make you wrong. And although harsh criticism may motivate us in the short term, 
In the long term, it's actually really discouraging, it's demotivating, and it may lead us to a lot of us to anxiety, depression. What we see a lot of uh, in coaching and in the gym, uh, working with women specifically, is that people pleasing becomes a, a, a consequence of not feeling good enough or beating yourself up all the time. So if you're constantly beating yourself up, it's because a lot of the time you're people pleasing. The other thing is a lot of self-sabotage. Mm, and procrastination. And procrastination because there's that fear of actually starting to get it right and you're so not used to it. You're so used to be, um, beating yourself up that when you actually start performing and doing really well, it doesn't feel comfortable and then you self-sabotage because it's it's easier to be the person that you used to be. If you look back to last week's um, episode, pod, episode mm. we were talking about identity. Mm. If you have that identity of, I don't get it right, I always make mistakes, I you know, I, I can't do these things, that when you actually start doing things really well, sometimes you can actually self-sabotage because it feels uncomfortable and you're not used to doing so great. So, and you've been told your whole life that you are not successful, you are not great, you are useless, you are pathetic, you are lazy, you are tired, you are you're an amount to nothing. You're right? an underachiever. You're an under. Oh, an underachiever. I was an underachiever. You're an underachiever. That was my one, yeah. I was always told I was a leader to shut up. <laughs> to leader, and imagine being told that you're a leader, and then people had to squash that. Yeah, I was an underachiever. Samantha has so much potential, but she's such an underachiever. <laughs> so what, you know, when you think back to your childhood and what were the things or the conversations that your parents had with you? What were you made to believe? What were the conversations that your teachers had with you? What were the conversations that your coaches, your sport coaches or your, um, your principal or your... Um, you know, people at church, like that's all influencing us. And if they never celebrated us for those little wins along the way, and they used to beat us up and challenge us and push us and focus on what we weren't doing, like you haven't done this right and you haven't been perfect, guess what? We're going to take that on board. So it's going to be normal behavior for us. Oh, there's our little boys just come in and he's hungry. That's our Daxie. So if you can hear him in the background, say hello, Dax. Right, because we're not going to eat it tonight, one, are we? No. No, we're not. So I've lost my train of thought now. Anyway, so if we go back to what people have told us and we start believing that and we start feeling that we're not worthy and we're not good enough, guess what we start doing? We start looking for the gaps on where we're not being perfect. So that could be, you know, you beat yourself up about being a bad parent. And we hear this all the time. Like, is there such a thing as a bad parent? Like, what are you judging that from? Like, how are you making comparisons? Like, who is a good parent? Is a good parent a parent that goes to work and puts their kid in child minding? Is a good parent a parent that looks after their kids and doesn't go to work? Is a good parent someone that disciplines their children? Or is a good parent a parent that talks to them about discipline? Is a good parent a parent that makes food at home? Or is a good parent one that ends up buying stuff in packets? Is a good parent someone that um, lets their kids have sleepovers and have connection with other children? Or is a good parent someone that makes sure that their kids are always staying at their own home? Like, Whatever we believe to be true, we're going to obviously find 
evidence to support that. So we're going to support the fact that I'm a bad parent because I'm not doing this. Well, guess what this is? This is a whole 10, 20, 30, 40 years of bullshit beliefs that you've been told over and over again on how you must show up or how things must be done. And this is why if you haven't listened to last week's, we're going to really encourage you to go back and listen to it because you're beating yourself up as a consequence of what you've been told over and over again. You started believing it and now you think you need to be that person. Sound familiar? And what Les Brown says is, he says, give yourself a break. Stop beating yourself up. Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone has setbacks and failures. You don't come with a book on how to get it right all the time. You will fail sometimes, not because you plan to, but simply because you're human. Failure is a part of creating a great life. Stand up to it and handle it with grace. Because girlfriend, you can. Okay, so let's have a look at three steps that you can do to stop beating yourself up. Because it's not good for you. It stops you being the person that you want to become. And you know what? It just zaps your energy. And when you zap your energy, to be honest, you're just going to eat more food. So it's not a win-win. And we need to make this a win-win. So let's look at our three steps. Step number one is challenge your thoughts. Step number two is stop comparing yourself to others. And step number three is show gratitude and appreciation to your challenges. So let's start with step number one. Challenge your thoughts. Why does it matter? It matters because if we don't challenge our thoughts, if nothing changes, nothing changes. And we need to learn to be the observer of our thoughts. When we bring attention to our thoughts, we can ask the simple question, are they supportive or are they critical? So the kinder and more loving your thoughts, the higher your self-esteem levels will be. The more negative and fearful your thoughts, the lower your self-esteem will be. Does that sound familiar? Like if your self-esteem is high, that means you're thinking loving thoughts. If your self-esteem is low, that means you're thinking negative thoughts. So if you're like most people, self-love is not something that you were taught at school and it's certainly not something that we have absorbed in our culture. It could be helpful to examine and release any negative cultures or social conditioning in your life. And as you do this, you will be creating space for new and more helpful thoughts to emerge. Self-love pushes you to take care of your own needs. So that means that you're, not, you're removing yourself from people-pleasing and you're focusing on what you truly need. You'll learn to give to yourself and in doing so, you will develop into the person you strive to be. You'll celebrate the beauty and freedom of being true to you and you'll gain a true sense of who you truly are. So how do you do that? So this is what you need to do. As soon as you notice that first, second, third or fourth thought when you're beating yourself up, as soon as you start with why haven't I and it's normally a why question or you suck or you are lazy or you shouldn't have done that. I want you to challenge your thought and ask yourself, is this supporting me? And if it's not, is it a loving thought or is it a negative thought? And then you want to be able to just stop. 
and automatically click your fingers and find one thing that was great about what you've done. Just one thing. Because remember, we are here to learn and grow. 1% progress is way better than anything that you can be perfect at. It's progress every single day. 1% every day. Progress over perfection every single day. So let's have a look at step number two. Stop comparing yourself to others. So why does that matter? Well, comparing yourself to others is one of the biggest challenges to developing, practicing, and embodying self-love. You overlook your own unique skills and attributes. And girl, we don't want you doing that. So if you find yourself doing this in your life, realize that you can change how you feel by changing your thinking. So what I want you to do is replace your comparison thoughts. So I don't know, let's think about who are you comparing yourself with? So if you're a parent right now and you're comparing yourself, or if you're a new mum or an old mum, and you compare yourself to another mum, right? And you think, well, they're able to breastfeed and I can't breastfeed. So instead of comparing yourself, right? What can you do that's going to embrace yourself? What strengths do you have? What passions do you have? So you want to be able to put your energy into becoming even better and doing more of what you truly are unique and special at because we all have gifts and we can't all be successful in every single area of our life. But if we compare ourselves to people doing things that we can't actually achieve or we don't have the skill set to do right now or they're not even like we're comparing bananas with apples that is one of the fastest ways that you're going to keep beating yourself up and stay stuck so what we want you to do is think about your thoughts if you notice that you've got a uh, if you're comparing yourself to somebody else this is the opportunity where you have to suck it up buttercup number one you got to just suck it up so what if I can't do that? It doesn't mean that you're bad. It doesn't mean that you're lazy. It doesn't mean that you're not going to achieve. It doesn't mean that you're that bad person, that bad thing, the bad situation. No, no, no. It doesn't mean that at all. It creates another opportunity for you to shine in another area. So focus on who you are as well as your unique skills and then focus on what you are enjoying doing and what you are already doing well. Remember, Comparison is the thief of joy. Yes, it is. Comparison is the thief of joy. If you haven't heard that quote before, get out your pen and piece of paper and write that down because I love that quote. Okay, and step number three, show gratitude and appreciation to your challenges. And why does that matter? Because your challenges are asking you to pay attention in your life. So if you look at it from a positive perspective, every challenge provides an opportunity of growth. They're demanding that you do something different. Like that's it, it's simple. You can keep it this as simple as you like. And be grateful to have them because without them, you will be brown and rotting. And we don't want to be brown and rotting. We want to be green and growing. So the faster that you can appreciate your challenges, the faster you can move forward to living your life by design. And isn't that what life is all about? So instead of fighting your challenges, try embracing them with gratitude instead. So let them remind you to step deeper into your self-love. And remember, self-love is self-care. And I want to share a story with you, um, something that happened to me last week. And so on Friday, we had, an, and I was 
a bit tired on Friday and I'd been doing some really late nights and Friday came along and I was like, oh, I don't really want to go out. And we'd organized a um, skating event with some really crazy cool friends and I really wanted to go. And then Friday afternoon came and I was like, I'm actually really tired. I need to sleep. Didn't sleep, went out and had some dinner and caught up and caught up with friends and then went out roller skating. I know, roller skating. Like you, you need to message me if you're living in Auckland because we're going to do it again. It was great fun. However, what happened is we got home that night, right, and had an awesome night. And then Sam downloaded my blood tests and my blood tests have come back and they had... They, would, they didn't give me the result that I wanted that night. So I was hoping that after two months of doing no blood test, that my bloods would be decreased enough so that I was able to start reducing my medication. What had happened is my blood tests have now doubled. So it wasn't the result that I was looking for. I'd been out um, to, for a really late night. And then I woke up on Saturday morning. Now, normally on Saturday morning, I like to do um, spin in a class at the gym called Fight Dough and then um, do a yin to wrap up the week what ended up happening is I woke up on Saturday morning and I was tired like I was tired and so this is what happened I was like you need to get your ass out of bed so I started beating myself up stop being lazy you didn't go to spin on Monday you didn't do your 10,000 steps on Wednesday so now you need to get up and I actually really struggled to get to open my eyes and lift my head up and I thought I'm actually exhausted so what I needed to um, do instead of beating myself up, which I did for 10 minutes, is come in from a place of gratitude, right? So if I think about what we've just taught you here is try embracing the challenges with gratitude. So what I did on Saturday morning was just like, what am I learning here? What is, you know, what's my blood test trying to teach me? And if we think about, you know, it's a, the challenges are asking you to pay attention in your life. So I thought about this is after I beat myself up because remember on Friday night, been out roller skating, then got my blood test. It's now 12 o'clock. Now I'm livid going to sleep. Like I'm angry because now I'm pissed off at myself because I've had two months to change my blood test around, which I think I can control by the way. Um, we'll do another podcast on the whole control thing. And then Saturday morning, I've had too many late nights now I'm really tired. So the challenge is, what am I trying, what am I needing to pay attention to in my life? So the way that I saw that is actually right now, I need to rest. Put everything else aside, I need to rest. And that same day on Saturday, I was running a three-hour workshop. So I had a choice to make. I can go and do my exercise and feel really good, come home, have a quick feed, and go back in and then, you know, deliver a workshop to, I think, eight people for instructing. Now, there was a moment in time where I was like, I really need to get up. Then I beat myself up. Then I was like, no, I'm too exhausted. I'm going to go to sleep. So the question that I have for you is, when have you noticed that you've been really beating yourself up about a situation. So it could be about your health. It could be about your nutrition. It could be about your finances. It could be about your emotional and mental well-being. It could be about your parenting. It could be something that happened at work. And if you can just bring that episode, that episode up, we'll bring that situation up right now. And if you were to ask yourself, right, what uh, am I learning now? And what areas of my life do I need to pay attention to? 
Because what I took from this was that right now, if I look back on the last two months of my life, right, I haven't prioritized my sleep. I haven't prioritized my, my nutrition. I haven't prioritized my gratitudes. I haven't prioritized my journaling and I haven't prioritized me doing my flexibility work. So I knew there was a lot of areas in my life that I just let go because life was happening again, like it's gone back into crazyville. So if I look at that, instead of beating myself up and going, hey, this is an opportunity for me to change some stuff around, right, then I'm going to approach that very differently. The situation, I'm not going to beat myself up anymore. In fact, I'm going to have compassion for myself, be grateful and turn around and say, hey, thank you for the opportunity to learn and grow right now. I need to go back to having my salary drink, drinks every morning. I need to prioritize eight hours of sleep. I need to really focus on reducing my stress. And now I just need to wait for my specialist to ring me on Monday and big deal. I'm going to end up changing my meds once again, which I'm not happy about but it's taught me to have gratitude for where I am in my journey right now. So I'm curious, if you were to apply gratitude and appreciation to your challenges right now, how would that stop you beating yourself up? And by not beating yourself up and having more self-love and more compassion and more gratitude for the situation, how will you show up differently? Because what happened for me that morning is, even though I had that battle with myself in the morning and then I was really upset with myself because I didn't get up and do what I'd planned to do, I gave myself the um, gift of sleeping in, right? And then when I showed up for my workshop, I had a better attitude because the old me wouldn't have listened. It wouldn't have paid attention to that part of my life. I wouldn't have had compassion for myself. I would have bullied myself and I would have beat myself up to go and do all of my training that morning. Then I would have run a three-hour workshop. I gave myself compassion. I gave myself self-love. And as a consequence of that, I was able to go to the workshop and show up with love and compassion for them just like I'd shown myself, I was more proactive in that workshop and less reactive in that workshop. And I sat down outside before I walked into the workshop and I did a wee meditation and the outcome that I wanted to achieve was to have fun. Now, if tired, grumpy, beating yourself up earth showed up for that workshop, it would have been run really differently. If I hadn't have listened to what was really going on and I hadn't have showed gratitude, right? Or I hadn't have realized that, hey, this is an opportunity for me to grow and I was coming in more resistant. Imagine those poor ladies attending the workshop. I wouldn't have shown up as my best self and then I would have beaten myself up even more because I would have been mad that I was reactive instead of proactive. So I trust and believe that this has been really useful and I would really encourage you to explore areas of your life where you're beating yourself up at the moment. And perhaps what you need to do is just number one, you know, challenge your thoughts. Are they supporting you or are they not? Because if they're not supporting you, those bitches need to go. They just need to go. Just get out. Just out the door and don't bother coming back. And number two, stop comparing yourself to others. Because honey, you are unique and you are special. There is only you on the planet that has your fingerprints. So don't compare yourself to anyone else. No one else is living your life. So why are you trying to compare yourself with people that have no clue about you? 
right? And then number three, show some gratitude and appreciation to your challenges. So just embrace those challenges with both hands and remember that this is an opportunity for you to grow and do that with compassion. Like just have compassion for yourself. Have acceptance and have compassion because you don't need to be beating yourself up because you are perfect. And right now you're living your life your way. You are not living life by default. You are living life by design. How do I know that? Because you're listening to this podcast and I know you. And as we end this podcast today, I just want to share this little quote that I love. Practice the pause. Pause before judging. Pause before assuming. Pause before accusing. Pause whenever you're about to react harshly and you'll avoid doing and saying the things you'll regret later. And I want you to take this principle on board for yourself. So practice the pause for you. Don't worry about practicing the pause for everybody else because you've already got that mastered, right? You filter what you're going to say to other people. And now I want you to practice the pause for you so that you stop beating yourself up and you stop feeling like crap and stop feeling like you're not good enough and stop feeling like you're not worthy. Because if you do that, then you will be the person that helps other people do the same thing because you will be the person that inspires other people to make the change because you're leading them. You're the example and you're the inspiration. And this means that you get to help more people, whether it be your friends, your partner, your family, your children, you get to help inspire all of those groups around you. And guess what that means? That means that you're going to feel happier, you're going to feel more confident, and you are going to empower other people around you. And isn't that what this is all about? So until next week, everybody, go out there and practice the pause because you don't need to beat yourself up anymore because you are beautiful just the way you are. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, Please share it with a friend or share it on the socials and don't forget to tag me on hashtag MFM, Mind Fitness Mentor. And if nobody's told you today, remember, you are loved, you matter, and you are more than enough. Remember, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. I can't wait to see you then.